What's the thing that scares you the most? Confined spaces and uh, blood particles in the air, the dark, that coral thing that's been staring at me since I came in here. Chris, I'm scared to death. Welcome to the Sum of All Fear podcast, the show that examines real-life phobias and the horror movies that prey on them. So pour yourself something strong, Feardos, and let's find out what makes you afraid. And we are back, Feardos. Finally! Um, rumors of our demise have been greatly exaggerated. Mm-hmm. Probably <laughs> by us. Um, welcome back. Uh, I'm Drew. I'm a full-time writer and part-time horror nerd. And this is Chris. She's my wife and professional mental health therapist. Yahoo. Um, she would love to be Dr. House's assistant that he will inevitably have sex with. Um, and I still believe Heather Langenkamp is the most awesome and sexiest final girl of all time. Both accurate. Can (laughs) confirm. Can confirm. Can confirm. Oh man. I don't know about you guys, but this has been, uh, this has been the kind of the summer from hell a bit. Yeah. Mercury was in Gatorade. No, there's no, I can't blame it on Mercury. There's no mercury and Gatorade. Didn't affect anything. I just anything. like saying that. Because <laughs> I feel like mercury is getting really hot. I don't know if it was. I mean, it's probably not the worst summer that could be, but it's definitely the summer that like wasn't. The like, summer that wasn't. The summer like that, that wasn't. I like that. That's a good uh, horror movie title. Don't you think? I mean, like we just have not had, we just have not had a summer. This has been, we've been really wanting to get back to you guys, but we have just been steeped in crippling depression and (laughs) we've had family members in the hospital um you know lots of our friends have been having crappy summers yeah it's been a really tumultuous time for many and i know it could be a lot worse um but i i like how you framed it as the summer that wasn't because we had all these plans and then it was just like yeah that's that's, that was that was that's a good sound effect (laughs) Uh, my mom has been in the hospital. She's been in the hospital a couple of times. Oh, she had a, she had a bunch of her colon removed and, and had to have a lostomy bag. Her insides look like spaghetti after you pour it out of the pot and you forget to put oil on it and it all sticks together. Yeah. And it all sticks together. That's, that's what, gross. that's what her intestines look like. That's always that's good. Horror movie. That's what you want to hear. That makes me want to use that effect in our future horror movie. Oh, good idea. Enterprises. I like that. So we've been in and out of the hospital a lot. We've been taking care of her a bunch this summer and, um, still in the job search. Uh, after getting down to the final round of like five applicants out of like 800 in this dream job um, and then didn't get it. So that sucked pretty bad. Yeah. How are so you feeling? Still in, the, still in the job search. How are you feeling? Um, are you therapizing me right now? No. I'm wife-apizing you. <laughs> Doing all right. I'm hanging in there. Lying so back shit. to square one now. So if you know anyone who needs a content writer uh, with 15 years of uh, marketing and PR experience, uh, let me know because I could use a job. There's something so much <laughs> better out there. Oh, I'm me. sure there is. I'm sure there is. Doesn't mean it wasn't devastating. And we've spent some time grieving that, you know, grief is a very complex emotion and you can experience it after a number of different kinds of loss. Um, and we definitely went through all the stages of grief. It sucked. Yeah, it was a bummer. It's a bummer because it was a long process. Well, and then you, know? you start. And that's, in, that's what always, that's what always, you start always envisioning you. what things would be like, especially after that long and, and that much time commitment. And it's, yeah, it's a, it, it's a very big 
Uh, like punch in the gut. Yeah, it is. Down. It's a big punch in the gut. And you know, it sucks, but whatever. I, you know, I'm not the first person that has to, that nope. had to go through just on to bigger, losing a job things. that you wanted to get and having to find a new one and just all that shit. Just another so. victim in the summer of wasn't. The summer that wasn't. Um, <laughs> but a quick bypass of that would be just like tell 10,000 of your closest friends to just start listening to our podcast and then we'll just, I'll just retire from normal work and we'll just podcast. That would, <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> that would be your dream. <laughs> Maybe 20,000 or 30,000 of your closest friends. Oh yeah. Cause we all have that many. Sure. I mean, our, our fans pay it forward. These fierdos out here, they are very popular people. <laughs> I feel like you're, you're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Pandering? Pandering. Yes, I'm pandering. You know exactly what you're doing, see? <laughs> Kids are therapized. Uh, the boys are back in school this week. Yeah. Um, so that's school. a so that's a thing. So maybe maybe life will start to God get a little more bless you, teachers and yeah. educators. Everywhere. Welcome back to school, teachers. God bless you. Um, but we didn't Holy get to do smokes. we didn't get to do like the normal summer stuff. We didn't do any camping. We didn't do any like, you know, we had a lot of plans, but it just didn't come through. But that's okay. But that's okay. I also didn't it get happens. eaten alive by mosquitoes. So that's good. True. Very true. Um, you didn't get eaten alive. You I didn't, didn't have didn't get sunburned. You didn't have to. Yeah, you didn't have to hide in in the shadows um, every time you went outside. I tried to. We did we go went, to the beach last when week. We, when we went and she found like the lake. one piece of shade. And and <laughs> well, I tried to construct my own shade because y'all, if any of you know me, like I'm I'm very porcelain skin. She's and, she's pale. She's a bit pale. And on I the paler can't. Side. It's not like oh, you should go get a tan. Like I don't. I'm sorry. Like I wish I could. I spent my whole life wishing I could get a beautiful tan. skin. But um. And all, all my life being made fun of, uh, being called Casper and, um, yeah, powder was another favorite. How do you feel about that? Um, how did that make you feel? Very, um, exposed. (laughs) I like it when you're exposed. And then when I was in college, if my, if I was like sweating and stuff and I, we've gone through this before we've talked about this. Yeah. You were, you're like a chicken cutlet. Whatever. It looks like defrosting chicken breast. (laughs) Well, we need to shout out um, a, a special Feardo. We have another Patreon, or Patreon, patron, patron, um, that signed up and is supporting the podcast, and has been a awesome supporter of the podcast on social media. Um, Toby from We're McKinney, so Texas, grateful Toby from McKinney, Texas. Yay, um, Toby, you're awesome. Thank you so 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 much for the support and for all the love on the social media stuff and for listening. Um, you rock big time. And we've got some stickers coming your way, which I was supposed to send out like three weeks ago and didn't get them out until a couple days ago. Oh, so gosh. So by the time you hear this, they should already be there. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully they'll be, be, be fresh on the way um, or fresh in your mailbox. Um, and, you know, just like Toby, if the Lord puts it on your heart to support this little <laughs> podcast of ours. Um, Here comes your Bible school background. Run on down to patreon.com. <laughs> slash some ball fear podcast and uh, sign up. Um, we promise we are going to get more swag and more fun stuff. Um, we want to keep expanding this and keep doing this. So, and hopefully get more consistent on our recordings because we have really been slacking the last uh, few months and we apologize for that because yeah. we've just, we've, we've had, we've, we've had everything like we're lined sorry. up and then we just, we just, we're keep, sorry. Keep putting it on. We'll try to do better. It's, it's, it's the work really, you know, it's, it's a lot of work. Well, don't ever be afraid of work. I'm very afraid of work right now. Let's talk about your fears of work. So, um, yeah. And then we are going to get some extra member content. We're going to do some, we'll do some stuff special just for Patreon members so that that way, um, it's worth it. 
it makes sense to sign up for it. So, and we'll get some different levels and some different, you know, things that we put on there. Um, we will do it. We promise it will happen. Um, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. If you like the show and, uh, please go to your podcast apps, guys, give us a rating and review. And I gotta be honest, we haven't had a new review since like June and which is not because we're not getting a lot of listeners because our last episode was by far our fastest downloaded episode ever. And it's gone through the roof. Yeah. Um, which is awesome that, it, I mean, in a way we kind of, we kind of let that one linger a little longer and didn't record because of shark week. Cause it was fear of sharks. So it kind of fit right into shark like, to like what was going on in the world. Um, but, uh, but we haven't had a new review or rating us on Apple podcasts anyway. Um, since like June 5th. So I, I think everyone hates us, Chris. No, they don't hate us. If they hated us, they would put it up there. <laughs> they would say so, one star. These guys are so douchebags. They neither love us nor hate us. They just think we're okay. They just think we're all right. <laughs> so, Thanks, Mitch Hegberg. Give us a give us a, a rating and review, guys, please. We really would appreciate it, especially if you're on Apple because it's it's uh, it's just super easy. Just go on there and throw a little star and, you know, just give us a quick little one sentence. You know, Honestly, these, though, I'm pretty These guys are just you. okay. That would be all right. Honestly, I would I would be okay with just okay. These guys I, are just okay. I listened to like 20 podcasts, long time listen, and I don't think I've ever rated or starred one. Are you of them. serious? Yeah. I rate every single podcast that I okay. listen to. Okay. So you're a better So I practice what I preach. You're a better listener than I, I do. Am. I do. And you know who else practices what she preaches? Who? Jen M276, which I'm guessing now I could be wrong, but I am pretty positive this is Jen Ferratu. Oh, really? From the Horror Virgin, and she She's so uh, sweet. Who I've been thinking a lot about Jen this uh, week because of my mom's gnarly uh, scars right. and incisions. So she got another fresh incision with, and it got infected. So it was an infected scar. And almost scar. got a third. Um, yeah, and almost had to be cut open again. So I and she and Jen has a phobia of scars and incisions and things like that. So we that is definitely a, a an episode that we need to get to at some yes. point um, for Jen. Um, but if you haven't checked out the Horror Virgin podcast yet, check it out. It's awesome. It's so much fun. Um, they gave us a wonderful shout out this week on their Facebook group because um, they had talked about phobias because they had just done an episode on arachnophobia. Um, and so she wrote a really nice little <laughs> little, little uh, shout out on there. Um, but Jen276 wrote on Apple Podcasts, five stars. I love this idea. The hosts are knowledgeable and engaging. And the explanation for why butterflies are better than spiders won me over. <laughs> so thanks, Jen. And please, if you listen, be like Jen. Give us a rating and review. Um, we're getting a little depressed and we could really use, we could use the pick-me-up right now. I know that. We could Aww. definitely use some positive encouragement. You need some affirmation. I need some affirmation. I do. I, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit it. It comes from within, Drew. Occasionally, you need it from without. Without? I'm just From saying. without? <laughs> I need affirmation from without now. I need damn affirmation it. from without. So <laughs> heap on me some some affirmation, folks. Heap on me this affirmation. I need it. Oh, peoples. <laughs> Tell me you love me. <laughs> love me. All right. Are you time for the world's are you ready? Time. Are you time? Are you time? Are you ready for the for the uh, world's greatest uh, phobia-based trivia game? Oh yeah. Da-da-da. All right. I think we've done enough chatting. All right, it's time for the world's greatest phobia-based trivia game. What the fear? You say it now. What the fear? There you go. Okay, you have to say it like that. 
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That is not what I was doing. No? No. That's not that's not the sound effects no, for No, I'm the, sure we uh, have to pay somebody now for that. Damn it. <sighs> Way to go, Drew. Damn it, McDonald's. All right, it is time for the world's greatest phobia-based trivia game, What the Fear. Yay! What the Fear? What the Fear? Um, Bring it. This is the, the game where we give some... We give a, a name of a phobia and we give a, a little a little hint and then uh, our brilliant uh, uh, mental health therapist has to guess what the fear is. And she does excellent all the time. I'm not just a mental health therapist. She's killing it. I'm a people too. You are a people. You are a people. It's true. Do you not like being, being, being uh, recognized by your profession? I don't. <laughs> not always. I am more well, than just my profession. That's too damn bad. <laughs> you worked really hard. <laughs> you really you worked really hard on that master's degree. So I know, but you know how I am with like, uh, you know, anybody focusing on me. I'm like, no, 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 look away. No, 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 not a big deal. Yeah, no, you don't see away, me saying away, saying away. no, 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 but and then doing this with your hand. You can't see me because it's a <laughs> podcast, but it's like the no, 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 yes, yes, yes. Oh, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh stop so. stop heaping praise upon me i don't think i do that all right I are you ready are helpful. you ready for this yeah all right your first one chorophobia c-h-o-r-o phobia chorophobia what's my hint your hint is maybe the town of beaumont utah from the movie footloose was just plagued by a bout of this phobia. Fear of dancing. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> My clues are just too damn Your easy. Your clues are too damn easy. I know. The rent is too damn high. Do <laughs> you realize you've made a rent is too damn high reference in like every episode? I know. I That's because you have said that your clues are too damn easy. I know, but I just want to get foot loose in there. I don't know. I need to make them harder. You're right. Fear <laughs> of dancing. Chlorophobia. Challenge me. We don't get any better if we're not challenged. Sorry. All right. On the next one, I have like a, uh, yeah. Okay. We'll see, we'll see about the next one. <laughs> I don't mind failing. All right. Learning. You either win or you learn. All right. Are you ready for the next one? Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Spelling this one. Okay. I, I'm not even, I don't know. Okay. Hex, hexa, koi, kosoi, hexi, conta, hexaphobia. What? <laughs> Is it the fear of long words? Hexa coso, coso, no, it wasn't the fear of long <laughs> words, which I think is the most bullshit of all phobias. Whoever came up with the name of that one. Hexa cosoi, hexa cosi, okay, hexiconta, hexaphobia. You have to stop starting over because I have like six hexas because you'll start. There is over. like six hexas in there. So. Oh my God. Really? So hexa, H-E-X-A, uh-huh. K-O-S-I. O I H E X E K O N T A H E X A phobia. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Hexa koisi oi hex hexa I don't know. I don't know. I can't do it. Okay, what's the hint? <laughs> Apparently, I don't need to know how to spell this. These phobics will probably be staying away from Damien from the Omen, or at least the back of his head. The back of his head. The back of his head. 
This is my favorite horror movie of all time. So if you don't get this, it makes me feel like you don't love me very much. I what? Mm-hmm. That is what it's a our judge. Love is it's based a judge. It's a judgment on our relationship. Wow. Yeah. Gottman. This is pretty disagree. serious. This is pretty serious. Here. Gottman would disagree. Okay. Could you repeat the hint one more time? Yeah. Um, these phobics will probably be staying away from Damien from the Omen, or at least the back of his head. I have a second part to this too, a uh, second clue, but I feel like you, I, I make these too easy for you. So, okay. Um, so we need to, we need to work through this. We need to work through it. So, I mean, I know Damien was devil child, right? Yes. Um, and did he have the mark of the beast on the back of his head? Maybe. So did they fear the number six, six, six? That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> just blew everybody's eardrums out with that laugh i'm so sorry just so proud of yourself just watching your face as i got it it was great well i was hoping you would i'm always rooting for you honey i don't want you to fail no no oh i'm lying <laughs> yeah my second part You're was they're probably talk. freaked out because of what it says in revelation 13 18 okay that would have so, definitely given it that would have given it away more so. i had it i had enough fear of the number 666 and how do you pronounce that again hexacosioi he exit co ah exa how many letters do you think that is? It's like uh, 26. It's got to be like 30 something letters. I don't know. All it's of crazy. the letters? All the letters. All right. That was a good one. Well, way to go. Thank two you. out of two. So you never get these wrong anymore. See? Tell Cody I have watched a fucking horror movie. Huh? Huh, Cody? Yeah. Codyest of Cody's out there. We haven't gotten to Cody yet. I know. Well, we will talk about some Cody. I know. Why? Are you t- what are you- Sorry. I was tapping my fingers. Don't do that. <laughs> Um, yeah, we had our first like good troll that on a, on a, on a forum that we were on. It was good. The codiest of Cody's. We'll talk about him. Um, this one, gosh, I made this one too easy too. dang it. It's because you waited till the last minute. Mm. Let's see. Let's see. Um, hylophobia, H Y E L O phobia. Hylophobia. Uh, it's probably going to be difficult for this person. Well, let's see. Let's see. We know that breaking a mirror can give you seven years bad luck, but sufferer of this sufferers of this phobia will probably run out of the room for another reason. What room? The room that. The mirror was in? Oh, okay. So, okay. Silence. Radio silence. I Never don't good. Know. Never a good weird. thing. You don't want to be radio silent. Um gotta keep talking. Hylophobia. Keep on talking. It reminds me of like highlight. Um fear of baby shark um baby shark i don't even i don't know the baby shark song oh my gosh you do Mm-mm. i've only heard it once do, 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 do. baby shark do, 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 do. baby shark please that's please it don't. it's literally a repeat <laughs> until you die oh i take that back it was at the baseball game the other day they yes. played it um 
Gosh, I don't know that I know this one. Could you repeat the hint one more time? We know the break in a mirror can give you seven years bad luck, but sufferers of this phobia will probably run out of the room for another reason. Um, fear of having their soul captured by a mirror. Incorrect. Finally. <laughs> it's the fear of glass. Oh. They would run out of the room because the glass was broken on oh. the floor. Oh. I mean, I kind of have that. I don't like it either. I, it's really I bad. I, I really don't like having glass shards. Have you anymore. ever? I mean, I don't think anybody have you does. Ever cleaned up after it's and the then worst. hit a piece of shard that it's you missed. the freaking worst. Yeah, and your foot just bleeds. Oh yeah, like a sieve. Yeah, you look yeah. down and you've got like it's just awful. a big old shard of glass sticking out of your foot. That's Oof. always fun. Okay, I have. Yeah, been it's humbled. a blast. I have been humbled. Thank you. Yeah, two out of three. Real humbling. <laughs> hey, that is all of our losses are humbling. <laughs> uh, well done once Thank again. Thank you. Thank you. Good. You have done well. Well done with you as well. Hey, you know what? Feardos, if you have any um, ideas for what the fear, like you say, do this phobia and give this hint, I will definitely do it. Um, so send them my way. That would be that would be fun for a chance to get on. And maybe we should fear. try like maybe we should try some variations of this somehow. Okay. We'll have to figure it out because I'm getting kind of bored. Oh, I think we should do something different for what the fear. Maybe well, we should, you know, should we gotta, uh, mix it up a little bit. Just spice things up. We're 20 episodes in now. Yeah. Yeah, 20 episodes. That's right. It's episode 20. Yeah. Woohoo. Yay. Yay, 20 episodes. We did it. All right, guys. We are going to get into our phobia today, which is uh, a pretty common one, I think, for definitely common for horror movies. Oh, yeah. It is ripe for horror movies. May even be cliche, as Cody thinks. Oh, oh, Cody with a capital C U N T. <laughs> Chris did not like Cody. Dude. <laughs> Can't wait to tell you guys about Cody. He's so but you're going to have to wait. He's so mean. We were just asking a question. <laughs> we weren't even doing anything wrong. So it's like Chris's first experience with like a true troll, I think. Well, it's my first definitely like responding back and being like, oh, hell no. <laughs> and then I got made fun of again. I felt like it was in elementary school all over again. I was like, fuck you, Cody. Oh, all right. Well, we are going to dive into. <laughs> we know how Chris... Chris is demonstrating some of her phobias. We're going to dive into our phobia for today, which is catoptrophobia, the fear of mirrors. Slave in the magic mirror, come from the father's space, through wind and darkness, I summon thee. Speak. Let me see thy face. What wouldst thou know, my queen? Magic mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest one of all? All right, we are talking about the fear of mirrors. The fear of mirrors. Fear. Oh, sorry, I had to get it in once. It's stuck <laughs> in my head. It's like from an imaginary SNL skit that I put on in my head with Baba Wawa. Fear of mirrors? The fear of mirrors. Uh, fear of mirrors. Catoptrophobia is our phobia for today. Also known by um, a couple others, spectrophobia and isoptrophobia, which all have a little bit of a different nuance, a slight different incarnation, right? You know, a little bit of branch off. 
So the etymology behind catoptrophobia, it comes from the Greek, uh, the Greek word uh, katoptron, 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 meaning mirrors. So that makes sense, <laughs> right? Sure. These Greeks sure know how to simplify they know these their things. Shit. Um, it's mirror fear, literally. The mirror fear. <laughs> mirror fear. <laughs> I have to. I'm sorry. It's a setup. <laughs> Um, you know, and I, I kept thinking, and, and uh, some of the movies brought this up, Poltergeist 3, which is our feature presentation, uh, the director was heavily influenced by Through the Looking Glass. Oh, that's right. By Lewis Carroll, right? And, and she gets pulled through the mirror and everything is uh, is reversed, just mm-hmm. like it is when you're reflection, right? And even logic, right? Even the logical things are all reversed. Everything's opposite. It's like it's like opposite day. Opposite day. It's it's the, uh, what do they call it in Stranger Things? The, the other, the... the um, Oh gosh. Why can't I think of it? The upside down upside down. Um, yeah, it's like the upside down. And I think, well, and uh, we'll talk about a little bit about stranger things later too. Cause, um, definitely borrows from all these eighties movies like poltergeist for sure. Um, but I just find it really interesting. And I think one of the most unnerving things about mirrors is, is that everything is reversed, right? Everything is kind of, it's, it's how it's supposed, it's, it's how we look, but it's opposite, right? Everything's a little bit just off a little bit. Um, and I think that's what just seeing your image and seeing, you know, there's so many, uh, there's a reason why it is a major horror trope, right? Um, so, so tell me what it is about, what is it about catoptrophobia? Tell me a little bit about this fear and why it is that we are a little bit, um, uh, freaked out about mirrors. And I think, cause I think everybody has a little bit of this. Sure. And it can look very different. You know, it can be, um, a fear of one's own reflection, which is that isoptrophobia. It's more of like the fear of seeing distortions of one's own body image in a, in a mirror or a reflective surface. So that's isoptrophobia. That's yeah. what, that's what that yeah, entails. It's more of that, that reflective uh, afraid of seeing something be distorted. What um, about, uh, is that, does that have to do with body image too? Like looking can, at it, um, but also just not liking what you see. You can. Um, so we can go down that road with like body dysmorphic disorder. Um, but also naturally, um, mirrors can cause hallucinations. Um, it's something called the Caputo effect where, um, our brain actually reacts to sensory deprivation with imagination. And so, um, when we're looking into a mirror specifically in like a semi semi lit area, um, and we're focusing directly on our image, um, for upwards of about 10 minutes, uh, we will actually start to hallucinate. Um, and it becomes kind of a, I don't know, you can, you can still see your reflection, but suddenly things begin to distort and your brain begins to react to the deprivation of, of, of light, light and of sound and of. So how um, long does that take about 10 about minutes? About 10 minutes. So does so it have to be a dark, a dark room? has to be dimly lit enough. Um, and you have to be about three feet away from your, that sounds like a fun game. So if you guys want to try out, ouch, I keep hitting everything. Um, if you guys want to try out, um, the Caputo effect. Um, that's a really interesting way. That sounds like a fun game. I like that. We uh, should uh, do that people and then let us know um, well, what you, what you see. It's a little freaky how the brain kind of replaces. So if we think about, um, another way we see the Caputo effect at play, um, a dimly lit room at night when we hear things, right? So our brain makes up sounds sometimes, um, because it reacts to sensory deprivation with creativity. 
Um, so we can't see with our eyeballs. Or so with we, imagination. We, we hear we hear things that we don't that aren't necessarily there, or we hear them differently. Everything's become because everything we can't becomes see. heightened, and we become over perceptive to the point where our our brain our brain begins to create things that are not there. Interesting. So like that's like looking at your coat in the corner hanging right. up, and you see or, a, a, like the other day. Um, I don't know if it was. I think our our. Uh, curtain in our bedroom mm. was kind of bunched up in a corner a little bit. Yeah. And I woke up and I had that image of like a floating it's a thing, person. a floating thing in the corner that was like floating there, kind of looking down on us. It was really, it was weird, Ooh. but I was totally in that weird, like kind of middle dream state. And I realized that and it this, was, it was because it was dark and it was distorted. I realized that this brain effect actually occurred in Gerald's game. She's locked yeah. up sensory deprived of anything novel or new. Right. So sensory deprivation doesn't necessarily have to mean that, you're deprived of, of sensations. It can also be deprived of new sensations. So your brain begins to react with imagination and she's tied up there and she starts seeing something in the corner and she can't really tell if it's real or not. And um, so that was a really interesting thing to realize when I was researching this. Um, there's also, um, Sorry, uh, there's a lot of the, a lot of mention of mirrors and mirroring in psychology, especially when it comes to behavioral mirroring, mirroring, mirror, mirror, mirroring. Um, oh, it also reminds me of the priest from um, the Princess Bride. <laughs> Marriage, marriage, marriage is the bond that brings us together right. today. Um, so mirror, love, true love. My brother did this. Love. So my brother was our officiant in our wedding, which was the most badass um, thing ever. And we told him we wanted him to do this scene from Princess Bride, like in in his spiel before we came up um, in his little little. Didn't it homily. first start as a joke? It like, was well, no. I think we, we, we literally were like, no, were like, no, no this would be a great idea. Great. And he and he said, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. You know, and wrote back and said, here's what I'm going to say. Blah blah blah. Oh, he was fucking with you that whole time. And then he and then he did it. Yeah. He was, was fucking great. with you that whole time. It was great. Yeah. So he literally did the whole spiel um, on our wedding day, which was <laughs> awesome. Um, so another place that we see mirroring in psychology, uh, again, is imitations, whether we do it consciously or not. It's actually a technique that they teach us in graduate school. Um, mirroring somebody's else, somebody else's behavior can actually unconsciously express empathy and understanding. And so when you're you're with a client and you're really trying to establish a close intimate relationship enough to where they feel safe divulging some really critical things. Mirroring is a really important aspect of that because it, it really conveys true understanding at a depth that can't be conveyed in words. So they cross their legs, you cross your legs. Yeah. They, they, you know, cross their arms, you cross your arms or whatever. That's mirroring. That's kind of the, yeah. And the you'll idea. notice, you'll know, you can notice too. Um, if you're with, if you're with someone, um, and you are engaged in them, um, reflect and see how you guys are both posturing because it's possible that you could be unconsciously mirroring their behavior as well. And kids learn mirroring behaviors, uh, from their parents growing up, right? That's part of growing up. I keep hitting everything. You're talking with today. your hands a lot. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> so aside, it's a lot of banging the microphone, banging the computer. Right. Banging the table. Um, Just a lot of banging. Right. Winky bang, blinky. Bang. 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 Said bang, 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 bang. Um, <laughs> that's what horror. That's what they say on the horror virgin when they, when, when they say something sexually innuendo. 
bang. Winky blinky. Winky blinky. Winky blinky. Winky blinky. <laughs> Which I like. I've been stealing it lately. Um, well, something you know, something else to bring that to bring up a, a something similar. When I was when I was taking uh, public speaking classes and preaching classes and things like that when I was in in college, we were taught to to give you know to talk into a mirror. Absolutely. To, to to see how you are perceived by others. Like what is your what is going? Oh, you're talking with your hands too much. You're, Do you know why you're doing that this is? weird thing with your your mouth? Whatever. Do you know why that is? Why? It's to engage mirror mirror neurons in the brain um, that increase your uh, self con- self awareness and consciousness um, in re- in relation to others. So mirror neurons start mirror neurons. Mirror that neurons. That is hard to say. Mirror neurons. Uh, it sounds like something Cartman would say. Manance. 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 Um, so this actually, this measure of self-awareness, these mirror neurons don't actually formulate until after about two years old. So before one to two, um, children fail what's called the mirror test, um, which is a measure of self-awareness uh, made by Gordon Gallup Jr. And it kind of gauges self-awareness by determining if an animal or a young person can recognize its own reflection as an image of itself. They think it's, it's somebody different. So how, so, so before that they, they're thinking there's something, there's something in the mirror that's right. So we know, take a puppy, right? Them. Have, we've all seen those adorable like puppy caught his own reflection in the mirror. Ha ha. It's because puppies and dogs don't puppies and dogs don't pass the, um, the mirror test. They don't understand fully that that is, their own reflection. Um, yeah, she made me watch multiple of those this I week. I know it's because of this <laughs> and because of puppies and joy. Um, it is pretty funny. They start, they start like they, the one you showed me, uh, it was protecting like a, like it's stuffed animal. It's right. like, it's like little chew toy. Yeah. And it thought that, that the mirror reflection was trying to steal it. Yeah. It's like, no motherfucker, get away. <laughs> but in the cutest possible way ever. Um, and so dogs can't pass the mirror test. Children one to two don't check, don't generally pass the mirror test. They don't know that that's not them. Um, and I think the mirror test in the way that they did it in the study was pretty funny. They took animals of various kinds and they put a, a mark on them somewhere on their body. So generally like on a, on a hip or something. So imagine like grandma's bingo dot just being like boop on your hip and then mm-hmm. placed in front of a mirror. And if, if that animal or person was able to realize that that dot was on that thing was also on them, then they, that is a passing of the mirror test. They realize that, Oh, that's showing me what's on me, not on someone else. Right. So I found that really fascinating um, that mirrors play a really pivotal role in everyday psychology um, from, from birth. Interesting. Um, and reflections, developing that sense of self-emotion and regulation, really, really important. Um, so I think about that 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 clip from, um, what was that movie that we were watching? Um, was it Mirrors? Oh, I don't know. Which one was it? Uh, it was the one where the girl is like strapped down in a room, a, like a dome of mirrors. Yes, that was from Mirrors. Oh yeah, my yeah, gosh. Yeah. Can you imagine mirrors. how much she would hallucinate knowing about like the sensory deprivation um, but she was yeah. there for days, right? And she they was there just, for days. That was their, that like, was their treatment technique was she had to be so in a room of mirrors cool. to like, look at yourself. Oh, it's like your brain turning on yourself. Yeah. Can and you imagine the distorted no. distortion that would happen if you were there for days, just looking no. in a room of mirrors? So keep your eyes closed. There's so many things. Um, and 
also that principle of self-awareness. She was older too. So she actually is not only looking at it with her eyes, but she's also looking at a reflection of herself with her whole being, you know, with her, with her soul. And that's a really deep look. And that's something that truly bothers people about mirrors is that it feels like somehow the image on the other side really sees me hmm. really it's, you know, it's, sees it, it, me. And you see it. Why you see why it's such a, it, like why fun houses, you know, at the carnival or, or are so unnerving are so unnerving and, and why haunted houses use mirrors all the time. Haunted houses always have mirrors everywhere. Right. They, right. That's just a thing that, that it's very unnerving to not know what's a reflection and what's not a reflection right? Exactly. or, or to see yourself distorted in some way or whatever it might be like that is, it is throws, just an odd thing. It throws things off in our brain, like from a brain level, you know, because our brain thinks, well, this is what I see. So this is what must be real. Right. Um, and so, so many movies prey on, on that vulnerability of our, eye. we trust what we see. Um, especially in a mirror, we trust what we see because it actually shows us things that we can't see with the naked eye. You know, sure. we can't see behind us and right. in front of us at the same time. Think of in a car. You can't see what's on your face. Exactly. You, can't see what's, you know, uh, and that's really scary too. I'm thinking about this new haunted uh, or not haunted house, but scary stories to tell in the dark movie and how the girl with the the spider pimple. Oh, the spider. The spider. Oh, yeah, we're going to see that after as soon as this is uh, as soon as we're done, we're going to see scary stories I'm with not the boys. Looking forward to that. But um, the 11 and eight year old. Yes. And a buddy. And a buddy. Before school starts. Yep. Um, so, yeah, mirrors, uh, being able to see oneself feeling like like there's more than just my reflection watching me. That's all terrifying. Have you ever been in front of a mirror or or um, been in a room with like a, a bedroom with like floor to ceiling ceiling mirrors mm -hmm. and, and kind of felt like something was watching you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, and that's the other side of it is, is there's this fear that there's a portal to something or Absolutely. that there can be things contained in the mirror that are not supposed to be there. Right. That, bloody that Mary. Bloody Mary. Right. We all play that. I mean, did I played, I definitely played it when I was a kid. I remember very distinctly playing it with my neighbor, with, with the neighbors and going inside our friend's neighbor's bathroom, you know, and turning out all the lights and being by myself. We, we would challenge yeah, us to do it by yourself. Do the bloody you know? Mary challenge. And I was always, I was the oldest of, of our little neighborhood group. And so I was always like, Oh yeah, I'll do it. You know, blah, blah. but I remember being scared shitless. Like, like, but what if it, what if it really happens? Yeah. What if they really, and I remember, I remember swearing that I saw red eyes in the, in the, you know, and again, that's probably that distorted darkness thing when mm -hmm. you're in the darkness and you start to see things that aren't really there. Right. Um, and things like that, which, which, you know, uh, obviously that's a, that's a psychological thing that happens. Absolutely. And, and we see mirrors come up in things like, um, sleep paralysis. So, uh, on box of oddities, which is a great show. If you guys, have that's a podcast, it. right? Yeah. Box of oddities podcast. If you guys haven't listened to it, um, you've been on that one for a while. Out. I haven't listened to it yet. It's but. so good. It's like really short episodes. Um, but they both, it's a husband and a wife and they both bring a, like a unique husband or, and wife. What a great idea for a podcast. Right. I know they're like 300 episodes in or something like that. Um, and, uh, they both bring a unique odd story to the table and they kind of talk about it and they have like a little game in the middle called that thing in the middle. Um, yeah. and it's really cool. But, um, so they were talking about, uh, some stories about sleep paralysis and how, um, individuals, especially who are sleep deprived and have a history of anxiety disorders or post-traumatic stress, um, 
when they fall asleep, they can experience what's called an intense sleep paralysis. And that includes dreams that, that feel very lucid and very real. And like, you can actually um, be a part of them. And one of the stories they were telling was from a woman who kept having a recurring dream um, in, as she was sleeping in her bedroom that um, a, a preternatural being came out of her mirror and was trying to drag her into the mirror. And she actually mm. woke up with her husband, like, cradling her and her body was shaped as though she was like getting pulled into the mirror. Wow. You know, like, um, I don't know, like a back bend almost. Um, so it's not sleep paralysis. That's just a demon trying to drag her well, into the mirror. Is, I mean, uh, come on <laughs> sleep paralysis and sleepwalking, you know, they're, they're all kind of very related, uh, in that way. But, um, I thought that was really interesting how mirrors can play that role of like vulnerability when you're asleep and, and these, beings coming out of something or somewhere, like you said, being a portal um, and sucking you in kind of helplessly. But this is all your brain generating that while you're fast asleep and you mm. can't move your limbs and you realize that you can't move your limbs, you know, it's creepy, it's terrifying, creepy, creepy. So like mirrors, it. mirrors are just like rife with areas to create um, little traumatic memories, um, and in us secondhand via horror movies, um, you know, via stories of apparitions, via our nightmares, um, and it can get to the point where people refuse to sleep with mirrors in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. People refuse to, um, yeah, uncover mirrors in their cars when they're driving um, or refuse to drive cars at all because they have to be, they have to use a mirror when they're driving. Um, Interesting. I didn't even think about car mirrors, although that did come up in, in the movie mirrors we were watching right. again, yeah. car mirrors did come up. Yeah. So it can be that severe. Um, and this is this fear in particular. And I, I think fears in general, but I have to do some more research. Um, really praise in the psychological phenomenon of pareidolia, P-A-R-E-I-D-O-L-I-A, pareidolia. Is that how you would say that? P-A-R-E-I? Yeah. Pari? Pareidolia. Pareidolia. Pareidolia um, is where our brain um, gravitates toward perceiving patterns when patterns don't exist. So think about like Bloody Mary toast mm -hmm. or, um, you know, Jesus in a burn scar, something like that. Our brain really desires to see a pattern. We had Mary in a water spot right down the street from us in Chicago that people used to come and put flowers by. Right. So we've got this, we've got this anxiety about something it was being, under a bridge being in a mirror. So our brain is going to automatically perceive things as threatening is going to automatically perceive things as threatening. Um, and that is that paradelia paro. I can't say it. Paradolia. The phenomenon, phenomenon of paradolia. Um, and so they will refuse to walk in front of mirrors because of what they might, might see. see. Huh. So they don't even necessarily have to see anything again. So again, this would, this would probably be, be what, what would makes what makes this. And, and again, I think mirrors brought this out a lot too. that. That movie was that there are mirrors literally everywhere. So whether you're talking about your reflection in a window pane, your reflection in a right. in a picture that you know just a picture in a toaster, or in in your TV screen when it's off, or uh, water, right, right, water reflect is reflective. Water, it, you know, shows your your reflection. Um, literally, if you're scared of that, you 
really are going to have a hard time. Well, that's more of that fear of fear of one's reflection, right? Right. Right. Um, instead of more of the fear of what the mirror contains. Well, I don't know. Or, in mirrors, it was the fear of what the mirror contains because they can right. pull you because that was a, a portal for something to get you. Right. Um, and for some, some and things, something things to, to happen. get you too. And so they blacked out everything. They blacked out all their windows. They yep. blacked out all the, the paintings. They blacked out all the, you know, whatever. If, and if, then, and then the, whatever the being was caught, caused the apartment to flood or the house to flood. Uh, so in the all end, the so all the, no, so they, so that the reflection was in the oh, floor and they couldn't right, do anything about right. it. It was, it, okay. was, it was, it was, you know, everything was flooded. So then the reflections were everywhere. Right. Um, so there's literally, if you're afraid of that, you're of, of reflection or of anything that's reflective, like a mirror, that would be, that would be horribly debilitating because oh. it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, think about the role that mirrors have played in religion and, um, well, superstitions, superstitions. for sure, right? Break a mirror, seven years, bad luck, right? I mean, that's, you know where that's that a big comes one. From? No, where does it come from? Okay. So I did some research, um, broken mirrors, um, damage your soul according to the Romans. So, um, they believed that you, every seven years your soul regenerates. So if you broke a mirror, um, it damaged your soul for seven years until your soul regenerated. Hmm. That was their belief. Um, well, we know in, in, in Judaism, um, you know, during, uh, oh, what is it called? The, 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 when you're sitting sh- uh, sh- Shiva, Shiva, right. Um, after, after somebody's death, they cover all the mirrors in the house mm-hmm. when you're sitting Shiva. Um, to ensure that the soul doesn't get trapped in the mirror before it can move on. Right. Cur- and, right? and also too, um, there's a little bit of a discussion on um, how to, re- how it reduces the focus on the, the self image, you know, on our personal reflection. And so that we can really focus on the image of this, the deceased. So it's not about it. Yeah. That, that makes sense too. Um, but I mean, even in, in, um, ancient Chinese culture, we see, um, they turned over mirrors. So the spirit didn't accidentally see themselves and realize that they were dead and fail to cross over into, um, you know, the world, the other world. Um, we see in a lot of history, uh, mirrors being used as metaphors for the soul, Mm -hmm. kind of a reflection of that interior and exterior, interior and exterior qualities that can kind of like trap those souls in it. Um, well, mirrors were also a symbol of vanity too. There was, there was something about, I know there's been a lot of things written about vanity, um, you know, in throughout history and Mm -hmm. things like that when it comes to to mirrors. Yeah. People looking in the mirror for, you know, for getting lost in, getting lost in their own reflection. Wasn't that narcissist? Wasn't that, wasn't that one of the things that narcissist did? Right. Um, and then also, you know, uh, uh, oh shoot. It just slipped my mind. What was it? Um, I don't know where it went. Oh, I was thinking about Plato's cave. Oh, you know, and that's, that's a, ref- that's not a reflection, but it's, you know, we always think of Plato's cave as being, you know, we're looking at the shadows, right? The right. shadows of what, of what reality actually is. Right. And so in a way, a mirror, you know, and there's been some things written about that in philosophy about how we're looking at everything, not really the way it, it truly is. Mm-hmm. And religion has always said that like we're, this world is not really the image of the things as they, as they truly are. Um, you know, and so it's like looking in a mirror where everything's kind of just a little bit off. It's just turned around. It's distorted just a little bit or whatever. Did you know there's two types of mirrors? Really? There's a type of mirror that shows you your reflection, right? So kind of like a, like a copy on a page, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then there's a type of mirror that actually shows you as you look to others. So think, 
So it's reversed, right? Because someone is looking at you. I keep hitting things. You're killing me. I know. I'm sorry. I'm very expressive. She's so expressive with her hands today. (laughs) Um, So yeah. That's uh, that's a interesting. Thing. Yeah, I'll have to send you the little. Is, I don't know if I've ever, if I've ever was it is that a type of mirror that is common. No, it's not common. Um, but it but does it, exist. But one company does make a type of reversible mirror that, that actually sh- shows you how you really are. Like basically shows you the right. opposite. Right. So if you move your left arm, it'll show you your left arm, but it'll move over here on right. the right side, and it it will trip your brain out because that's not how things are supposed to be. Weird. Um, I don't like that. I know, right? Well. Have you heard of how mirrors are used in modern medicine nowadays, especially in um, neurology? No. So uh, V.S. Ramachandran, and please forgive me for mispronouncing your name. V.S. Ramachandran? Um, V.S. Ramachandran um, is a big name in in neuroscience, and I've read a lot of his books. um, And he talks about phantom brain phantom limb syndrome Mm -hmm. and how mirror neurons in the brain can actually heal phantom limb syndrome. And what that is, is um, the brain's neurons for every area of the body remain firing, even if that area of the body. So if you get your leg cut off right, or or amputated or whatever, or your hand, let's take your hand. For instance, you get, you still feel like you have a hand there. Yeah. You're getting that phantom. Those neurons in your brain still fire as though it is still present. Um, And that firing can be firing of pain so they can experience intense bouts of pain in an area a, that they cannot, that they cannot from a touch. limb that is not even there right. um, that cannot be uh, healed, you know, with any, you know, medicine or surgery or anything like that because it's a brain thing. Right. So um, he talks about this one study that they did that now has actually become a practice where um, a limb, a regenerate, a generated, a generated limb. So a limb that isn't, um, you know, cut off or, um, amputated, amputated. Thank you. That's the word I was looking Mm -hmm. for. A limb that isn't amputated is slid into a box. Um, and you can only see in the box and on one side is a reflection of that non amputated limb. Um, and you have it do a few things and it actually helps repair the neuron connection that, that is misfiring, to tell the brain, oh no, no, see, everything actually see, is okay with that. Yeah, hand. it's not. It, it's not. It's on, not how you think it is. Right. It's not what you think it is. So it kind of retrains the brain through that utilization of mirrors and mirror neurons um, to to think about that piece of the body differently, even when it isn't that piece of the body. Interesting. Super cool. So mirrors get used in really positive ways. Um, They also are considered, sorry, feng shui in uh, the bedroom is bad feng shui because they bounce off negative. I don't know, man. Mirrors on the ceiling. They cause uh, increased restlessness and amplify worries. uh, No way, man. Mirrors on the ceiling are awesome. And they bounce energy around the bedroom. Yeah, Yeah, they they do. do. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Hell yeah. So yeah, really fun. It was really um, interesting to kind of research all this and then go into these. I like to see myself in action. You know, I know you do. It's very narcissistic. Yeah. Think about narcissists. Winky blinky. Winky blinky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thanks for all that great information about catoptrophobia. Yeah, that's all I got. And spectrophobia. Spectrophobia, by the way, specifically relates to seeing like ghosts because spectra means ghosts. Um, Seeing things that aren't, well. Preternatural beings. Yeah. Other, other world beings within your, within your, uh, uh, mirror. So, um, well, 
we know that this is a major horror trope, right? Mirrors are, are the source of jump scares and all kinds of fun stuff. All um, kinds of uneasy, easiness and, and been And been the central theme in a lot of movies too. Um, so let's, uh, let's dive into our honorable mentions for today um, for the phobia of the fear of mirrors. Wow. That was clunky. Wow. Fear of mirrors in movies, in horror movies, the fear of mirrors. Here we go. Catoptrophobia in movies. Are we done yet? All right. Here's our audible mentions for today. All right, fear of mirrors and horror movies, which uh, we were told by by the Cody-ist of Cody's. Um, we got to tell this story because it was Cody hilarious. with a capital C U N T. So, so I was on some um, uh, a forum, a big forum, uh, horror movie forum on Facebook, um, the Joe Bob forum, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which has just attracted the douchiest of douchebags. There's a some lot of, of just lame people. There's also some there. really good. People there's some, too. some good people too, um, but there's this one guy that I had noticed. I, I'd actually noticed before we posted anything that he had just been a shit starter. Like the guy is just one of. He was just a troll. Just like anything anybody said about horror, he knew more. He was more of an expert. Your opinion was was bullshit. Blah blah blah. Anyways, so we posted like a couple weeks ago. We were doing some research on fear of mirrors, and we said, hey you know, what are your favorite mirror scenes in movies, in horror movies? What's your favorite, um, you know, uh, movies that are centered around mirrors, blah, blah, blah. Just trying to get some ideas. And it's always good to like bounce stuff off and hear, you know, maybe we missed something when we were researching and yeah. And this fucking cold bowl of soup decided to come in and just (laughs) blow shit up. (laughs) So he just like immediately was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so fucking tired of podcasts doing like, you know, just like everybody has like just every just cliche. Everything's just horror. This like, guy said things as if horror. A, if an overdraft bank fee was a person, <laughs> it would be Cody. <laughs> so at first we were like, dude, like, what's your deal? Like, hey, whatever, man. Like, you know, at first we were like, hey, like, just check out the podcast. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it's not what you think it is. Um, and and then he just started going off about everybody's got a fucking podcast and everybody's everybody in horrors just blah, blah blah. Anyway, just being a dick. And so finally, and Chris was getting pissed. She was like in the other room in her office responding, and I was in the other room responding to stuff, watching her respond and, and going back and forth. And respond. That's she's not a responder, but this guy respond. just pissed her off so well, because much. We weren't doing anything. We were asking for opinions, not assholes. And apparently someone never saw Bambi. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. You really have no, do not have enough experience with the internet troll. Dude's a fucking easy bake oven is what he is. Yeah. He's, he's, he's 10 ply, bud. <laughs> 10 ply. So then I started going, okay, Fucking well, I realized like after we'd gone back and forth with them a little bit, they're like, this guy's just, and I was already activated. And so I was like in challenger mode. And then, yeah. So then I just I started was not going to get anything productive done. People, I just started calling him out. I just, I just started saying like, 
like, man, I'm so glad that we have the Cody's of the world to like fix all of our problems. And, and then I, and you're just the Cody's of Cody's. I and, saw what you and, were doing. And I was like, Cody, cut more Cody's, more, more Cody's, Cody's, more Cody's. And then he started getting pissed. And then, and then he was like, then he, then he stopped the conversation. And then Drew, because he has time on his hands, oh, yeah. decided to troll around the Joe Bob. No, I didn't troll around. I was just noticing that he was commenting every, on every, he was commenting on every thread that was on there. And so finally, so every time he would comment some bullshit remark, I would just say more Cody, more Cody. And then finally he got kicked <laughs> off. He got kicked off the forum. I think they finally banned him because I just, and I was, was like, calling out his bullshit. Job. It was fun. Hey, high five. Hey, you got to troll the trolls sometimes. Wow. Occasionally. So anyways, no, that was Cody. I don't normally get so, so apparently this is a truly cliche episode. Yeah. This so, is a fucking cliche episode. Even though, Mirrors are a major, major horror thing. So we we know fear of mirrors. This is a major. And Chris major... has never seen a horror movie ever. Have you, Chris? Have you? See, she's triggered Have again. You? We've triggered her Have again. You? This is a this is a thing. She's really struggled with this guy. Dude. She she the does douche, not like the douche nozzle seriously was like, Have you ever seen a horror movie in your life? Dang, listen, see? Triggered. Mm. So triggered. I can get angry. I'm also PMSing. <laughs> Bring it on. I'll run this car right up your ass. Oh God. Cody. Help. Help me. <laughs> help me, please. I'm just screaming at you and you're being a dickhole. Quit oh. being a fucking Cody. I'm being a Cody. Stop being a Cody, you dick. All right. So, anyways, we know that this is a major cliched a uh, mirror thing. <laughs> Or, damn it, you keep throwing me off. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but mirrors are a big part of horror movies. They're they're all over the place. We see them all over. They're they're a thing. Um I also we were we were talking about the Hall of Mirrors and Return to Oz, which mm-hmm. we had talked about a while back. Just a creepy ass scene. Well, yeah, because Princess Mombi is imprisoned, has imprisoned Ozma inside of mirrors. Yeah. And yeah. you know. Yeah, that's right. That she was inside the mirror. Yeah. yeah. So that was a big one. That's a big one. Um Harry Potter, there's the mirror where they look in and they they get so, so we see this in these stone, um, tropes. The mirror of in other movies. Erised, which really reflects Irisad. Irisad. Oh, Irisad? Irisad. Irisad. That's way better. Um, which reflects the heart's desire, which again is kind of like that idea that the mirror shows us something that, that isn't really there. Isn't really there. And that's the basis for our horror tropes. Right. So when we start seeing, and and these are the, these are big things in some of our biggest blockbuster horror movies of all time. Um, In Carrie, um, she shatters the mirror with her telekinetic powers because she didn't like what she saw in right. the mirror body image, right? Body image issues. So we see that in horror movies. It's used in that way. Um, in the shining, you know, little Danny writes red rum on the wall that you can only see in a mirror, in the reflection, that it says murder in the, in the mirror, right? In the reflection. Ooh, ooh I got one never ending story. <laughs> Atreyu faces the magic mirror gates that shows the viewer, the true self. That's a horror movie. <laughs> did you watch the horse? Tie? I did. It's a horror movie. I did. Terrifying. Um, Candyman, right? We see this, this bloody Mary thing come up, right? This, this, if you say Candyman five times in the mirror, he will appear and he's going to kill you. Where did you bloody know? Mary come from? By the way, you know, I didn't, I didn't look, I probably should have dove did. into that one. Did you? Yeah. Let me find it. Well, why did you ask the question? If you already knew the answer, I wanted to know if you did, <laughs> uh, but Cabrini green was where Candyman took place. That was my old stomping grounds. Ooh, I used creepy. to live one block away from Cabrini green and used to do a lot of work over there. That's 
scary. Um, it was a scary place. It was, it was a freaky place, man. Okay. So some projects people, are not cool. Some people believe it's from Mary Worth that was a suspected witch that was burned. Um, oh, I thought it was Mary. See, I thought it was Mary, Bloody Mary, Queen of Scots. Mary Tudor, Queen of England. Yeah. That was dubbed Bloody Mary for her demise. Right. Her bloody that demise. was the one that I always thought it That's was. That's what I thought you were going to yeah. say. Sorry. I should have, I, I should have thought about it. Yeah, she was, she was called Bloody Mary because of all the Protestants she killed. Right. She killed lots of them. And so she was actually dubbed Bloody Mary mm-hmm. at the time. Um, but Paranormal Activity 3, um, there's a Bloody Mary scene with a little girl, which is an awesome gift, by the way. I think I posted it at one point where the girl's in the mirror and then she turns away. And, oh, the, and her and image, the mirror yeah, stays. I love Ooh. that. Those are my favorite mirror scenes, those kind of scenes. Oh, I hate um, it when it, when and it in the doesn't ori- do what you're, it's supposed to do. In the original Poltergeist, uh, Marty tears off the the dad like tears off the flesh off of his face. Remember that in the scene? mirror. In the mirror. So he's seeing again, seeing things that that aren't really there. Well, Evil Dead. Um, yeah, Evil Dead's in the other one. Bruce that's, Campbell. That's right. I forgot to write that one down. But yeah, uh, where where he comes out and pulls it. Doesn't he? Yep. Doesn't he grab him? him pull him out? He himself pulls himself into the mirror. That's right. <laughs> um, but we could go on and on and on because there are a billion of these and, and they're, it's just, it's a, it's an unnerving thing and it's a scary thing. It's something that we freak out about when we look at, and and I still love mirror horror movie gags. Like they've been done. Yes. But they still make me jump every time, you know, when they put them, you know, they're, they're in the medicine cabinet and then they close it and there's something behind them. Right. Still makes me jump every time. I still think that they're House great. on Haunted Hill utilized um, mirrors a Absolutely. lot for that kind of a reaction. Yeah. Um, and again, our brains will, will put things in places when we have those fears. Yep, you absolutely. Know? Absolutely. So there's two movies that we're going to honorable mentions. Um, one we'll just mention here briefly, and then we'll go into kind of our, our main one. But, um, the ones we talked one we talked about already mirrors, 2008 oh, Kiefer so Sutherland, um, directed by Alexander Aja. Um, he, he's the one who just did that new movie crawl. The one with the, um, mm-hmm. the alligators. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen yet. I heard it was really good though. Um, and then he did the Hills have eyes remake. He did maniac remake with Elijah wood. Um, he's done, done, uh, some pretty, some pretty cool stuff. Um, but mirrors actually was a surprise for me because I had never, I had honestly, um, and Cody pointed out what, what I couldn't believe that I had never heard of this movie, but for some reason this one slipped by me. (laughs) How dare Um, you? How dare me? Yeah. Not, not have seen this $70 million blockbuster. um, (laughs) Cause I honestly like, Mainstream movies sometimes slip by me. I don't, I don't always seek out those cause they're just not always my bag, but I actually really, uh, liked this one. I, I thought it was a cool movie. And so we got Kiefer Sutherland. He's this disgraced cop, um, or gets like PTSD from something that happened and, and had to, to go off the force. And then he becomes a security guard at this, at this, uh, at department this store that used to be a hospital department store. They used to be a hospital. Department store that used to be mental health and me- mental health hospital. The department store that used to be a mental health. Hospital. I love how they do it. It's a department store that used to be a mental hospital. It was so funny that they're like, okay, so they don't want to do like the traditional, the traditional. mental health ho- or you know, or this mental- is a tuberculosis hospital yeah. or you know they're like how so are we they make, make it into a department different? store? We're gonna slap mirrors in it and put up mannequins. Yeah, and, call and it then a, we're gonna burn it down. But it's really, a, but it's really was so, a, it was a, it was an old hospital that they had turned hospital. into a department store. <laughs> um, so they're department store. 
So here's, here's a little quick synopsis. In a bid to pull his shattered life back together, troubled ex-cop Ben Carson takes a job as a security guard at the burned-out ruins of a once-prosperous department store. Former hospital. As Ben patrols the charred hallways, he begins to see horrific images in the ornate mirrors that still ordain the walls. Of the former hospital. Ben soon realizes that a malevolent, malevolent, malevolent force is using the mirrors to gain entrance into this world. From the former hospital. Threatening the lives of his wife and children. From within the former hospital. Yeah. That is a department store. Yeah. But it's a department store. <laughs> That's a former hospital. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my favorite so part. So this movie. movie's got a lot of great stuff. And, and but again, it's also really underdeveloped too. It could have been done. Oh, it could have been done better. And it, there was, there was, but, but there were some scenes that were really, that stuck out. Amy smart in the bathtub scene is pretty super gnarly. I mean, it starts out super awesome because she gets naked. Um, <laughs> you're like, so I'm you're in. like, this is a great scene. We got, you know, I'm super down. hot, Amy smart naked. And then uh, takes a sharp turn to the left Whoa, when quickly. her image stays in the mirror after she gets in the bathroom yeah, no. and pulls I her. Like I don't like that at all. Pulls her jaw Ooh. apart from top Ooh. to bottom in the mirror. And then non-mirror Amy Smart Ooh. has it happen to her while she's just sitting in the bathtub. Nope. That's a whole lot. You of are note. not a fan of this scene. Mm-mm. Chris was not a fan of this I almost scene. Walked out of the and way. it was, it was pretty gnarly. Did it was a cool, like, it was a pretty gory fucking scene. Ooh, fuck that. Yeah. I liked it. I also did not, not like the curb stomping scene in a uh, American history X history X. Yeah. Well, nobody liked that scene. It's very good. That's what it reminded me of. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was gnarly. It was a gnarly Don't mess scene. Don't with my jaw. Um, and it, it, this movie had some interesting stuff. And then it also had a little bit of like, it had like some religious kind of, demon stuff and 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 the big dumb mirror and, psychology thing yeah the big mirrors uh in the in the room that was you know that was yeah supposedly a treat- paradelia it was a treatment for you know for a disorder or something like that yeah um no not so it, it was an interesting movie definitely give it a watch definitely worth an honorable mention for this one since it's called mirrors i think that probably and then mirror i watched mirrors too wasn't as impressed with that one miss who um they missed an opportunity but pretty good movie I enjoyed it. Yeah. I own it now. I found it on Blu-ray when I was searching for it. Um, But our main honorable mention for today is uh, 2013's Oculus. Hello again. You must be hungry. Tim is a healthy adult who represents no danger to himself or anyone else. And I believe he should be discharged. Hey, little brother. I found it. What do you mean? We only have a few days. A few days for what? To keep our promise and kill it. My name is Kaylee Ann Russell. The purpose of today's experiment is to prove that the object behind me is responsible for at least 45 deaths in the four centuries of its recorded existence. We got a new home, so we get new furniture. It's a bit ostentatious, though, don't you think? Hey, Dad, who's that lady in your office today? What lady? We were just kids. We made up a scary story so we wouldn't have to accept the fact that our father was a sick man who killed our mom. Why don't we just end it right now and smash the damn thing? 
First, I intend to prove that the people I've just described were victims of the supernatural force that resides in that mirror. You want to redeem the family name? You promised me you'd never forget what really happened. I was 10 years old. Daddy? Tim? Tim. Snap out of it! So Oculus directed by our boy. He's become boy. he's kind of become our What's boy. What's up, our boy? Mike Flanagan. Who, Mike Flanagan. We we dig this guy, man. He is a great director. Like everything he touches seems to be awesome. So and I love this movie. I had already seen it a while back. Um but uh but he had directed this in 2013. It was based off a short film he had done a handful of years before that, like 2006 or something. Um and then this movie had had been uh, tossed around a lot. Like they were going to make it into a feature, but they wanted it to be a, uh, found footage. Like every, every time he pitched it to somebody, they're like, we'll make it a found footage film and like we'll do it. paranormal activity and we'll do it. Um, no. he was like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. No. Cause that was back when par- all these found footage movies were just right. And they up. wanted the newest found footage. Yeah. And that's footage. how these things go, right? They, all these horror movies go in these, in these waves and they wanted it to be a found footage. And he was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And it, it delayed waited. it. It delayed it for a while because, he refused to do it that way. Delayed gratification. That's um, a good thing. But let me give a quick synopsis of Oculus. So we have 21 year old Timothy Allen Russell. Uh, he's discharged from a mental institution by his psychi- by his psych by his psychiatrist, Dr. Sean Graham, completely healed from a childhood trauma where his father purportedly tortured and killed his mother before being killed himself by Tim. His sister Kaylee welcomes him in the parking area and brings him home. Then she tells that they need to destroy an ancient mirror that she has found through working at an auction house. She then steals the mirror and the reluctant Tim follows his sister and has fragmented recollections from their childhood, going back to when his father, Alan, buys the mirror for his home office for their new family home. Kaylee and Tim see a woman with their father in his office and the behaviors of Alan and Marie change, ending in a family tragedy. Kaylee blames the mirror and now she wants to destroy it with Tim. Will they succeed? So we've got this, this haunted mirror. Dad brings it into the house. Weird shit starts to happen. Mom changes. Dad changes, eventually ending in both of their deaths and the kids surviving. Right? So we got the two kids. They're older. Um, Kaylee is played by, uh, what's her name? Karen Gillan, who was Nebula. Mm-hmm. in guardians of the galaxy, um, which I always thought was that Rachel, was it Rachel Evan Wood? I thought I, I could have sworn Nebula was that chick from she's all that. Um, every time I saw her, I was so convinced that was her, but it's not, it's Karen Gillan. Um, who's also in, in doctor who she, she played in doctor who, um, as well. Um, 
but she is convinced that this mirror, her and her brother had made this pact when they were kids, but then brother, because he killed his dad, got sent to a, to a, a psych facility. Which the whole time we're not quite sure if, if he really killed his dad because of what, you know, they said he did, or if the sister, you know, was accurate in saying that this mirror had some sort of force and power right. over them. Right. And, you know, did the mirror had, make them do it? She had put all of these clues and things together over the years while he was in therapy, really kind of processing whether or not it was his young mind creating these elaborate stories in order to cope with the horrifying terror of domestic violence that right. was going on in their home. Um, and he does a really good job at making us second guess it too. Right. Cause he comes out and says, I dreamed, I, I made all this stuff up to cope with this right. and, sh- and sisters going, dude, no, we promised, we, we both saw this. We both know what this was. The mirror did this. The things that came out of the mirror made these things happen. These things happened to us you promised we were going to take care of this and we were going to destroy this mirror. Right. Um, because that's what destroyed our family. And he's like, fuck no, you're nuts. I'm, I'm, I've worked through all this stuff. You know, I'm done with this. Right. I'm not, I will not slip back into, you know, this madness or right. this, this old pattern of coping, um, of believing that these things happened. Um, he even refers to like the fuzzy trace theory, which is a psychological tr- uh, theory that false memories, um, are created from inaccurate associations. So are, we kind of fill in the gaps. Well, if that thing fell yeah. off, the, yeah. off the counter, then it must be because a ghost did it because nothing else could have done it. But, you know, well, also we don't the, know what really happened. And, and this is the problem why eyewitnesses are so bad. Right. right exactly. The fuzzy, the fuzzy, fuzzy trace, trace theory. theory because, because the brain inputs things when it's missed certain things. It kind it of just fills, fills in, in the blanks, the gaps. which is why eyewitness accounts are actually right. incredibly inaccurate. Right. Most of the time. A lot of times they're not very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not very. uh Accurate was a great I word. I guess accurate's a good word. Yeah. Accurate <laughs> was a great word. So uh so we've got yeah, so so then so then she says, nope, screw you. I got this mirror at an auction. I found it, I did the history on it, and the history is everybody who's owned this fucking mirror ends up fucking dead. Yeah. Like we weirdly like, or are murdered or commit suicide or jump off a bridge or like blah blah blah. All this shit, right? Going back to like, I think she went back to like the 1700s or way back in time and said, this owner, I did research and they, this happened to them, this owner, blah, 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 this owner, you know, and he says, well, no, this is just, all you're doing is, you know, causation doesn't equal correlation or correlation doesn't equal causation. Correct. Um, and she's like, no, this is too many coincidences. This is bullshit. So she takes the, the mirror, go takes it back to their family home, which I believe they own, but hasn't been lived in. Right. Um, the kids own cause they inherited it. And, Sets it up in, in dad's office where all this, where it was originally. Stuff where shit went down. And goes all high tech. Gets computers out. Gets cameras. I'm going to prove him that this mirror causes Gets this, this giant shit. anchor hanging from Puts the ceiling. plants everywhere because plants would die would with die around a certain the mirror. radius around the mirror, which is that kind of like feng shui, ref, it reflects energy kind right. of thing. Which is really interesting because... I felt like the movie did a really good job at being an allegory for the lingering trauma of family dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Flanagan, man, and how it Haunting of Hill House. And, and how it um, affects everything around you. Absolutely. Every living thing is affected by that energy. Um, I, I, I just I loved it. I love him. Yeah. He does way more than make it a horror movie. He 
he truly hits on all of the psychological things behind it. Yeah, it, it was it was it was really interesting to see how the camera angles, the oh. family flashbacks, like all of these the things, placement. so similar to to Hill House. So similar. So if you've seen Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, which I don't know if it's any secret that we fucking loved it. Like it was my favorite horror thing last year, hands down. Um, it's it's this this movie just just screamed Mike Flanagan. Like you just saw, you can see how he started kind of doing these, these things in this film and then, and then really refined them and, and perfected them in Hill house. Absolutely. Um, his style sh- really just, shy. just that alone is worth the watch. I mean, for sure. But, um, so, so the kids experienced all these effects when they were kids, um, when their parents were going all cray cray and trying to kill them and doing all this stuff. Uh, Mom got tied up in the bedroom and force fed plates. Oh yeah. That was gnarly. Yeah. And until her teeth fell out and dad just, you know, they were just shells of themselves. Um, so they start testing the mirror out. Right. And, and finally brother is convinced mirror starts doing shit again. Yeah. Plants die. Stuff starts appearing. They start getting flashbacks. They start getting weird stuff happening to them they in the house while they're trying up, to, to work through this. They start ending up places where they don't know how, right. They got don't know how there. they got there. Just, um, just like the shit's, mirror shit's is going kind down. of, you know, forcing or like the mirror is reflecting to them their greatest fears and insecurities and well, kind the, of just making them picture whatever he it wants. Well, the mirror has and it shows it as having basically these trapped souls of the people that over the years that it has has consumed, t- claimed and yeah. has consumed kind of living within the mirror. So these people are kind of coming into play. And she talks about it being hungry too. Yeah. That it's, that it needs, you know, I don't, we don't know Energy the whole deal, or, but it needs And I something. kind of love that we don't know the whole deal. Right. Um, because right. It, it doesn't leaves, explain why it is or any of that, but, but it explains the power behind those kinds of things. Um, and the, the mirror as a reflection on the family is fucking brilliant. Yeah. It's great. Fucking brilliant. So we eventually have them, Coming to a to to the apex, they know all this shit's going down. They're trying to destroy this mirror, but they're kind of simultaneously being screwed with. And then the brother f- sees an opportunity to to to, to destroy the mirror to to finally kill it with this kind of device that they had created, and bashes you know this thing into it, and then suddenly realizes that his sister is standing in front the of the mirror, mirror had and, shown him and his, it, the mirror has basically lied to him again. And he's killed his, his sister. Ugh, it was so, so he's left intense. alone again. Like he was when he was a child and he's, being, ta- he's being taken away by the police. Mm-hmm. And, um, in the end he sees all of the spirits, including his sister out of the window, uh, looking so back at him, creepy. you know, kind of dead, whatever have been sucked into the mirror. They're all part of this, this mirror this soul reflection thing. of who he is. You I know? guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's a very sad ending. It, it's very, I love how it, it also um, plays on the idea of uh, systems, systems of impact in your life. So different things that impact your system that may not have directly impacted it, but long-term. So for instance, the other people that own the mirror being trapped in there mm-hmm. impact you regardless of whether you want them to or not is very similar um, to how your family history or family lineage or great family lineage impacts you regardless of whether or not you want it to or not, you know, their, 
their biology is your biology and has been impacted by what they experienced in their period and now impacts us. We're all victims of our DNA. Right. And that's, I think, the the bigger Some message of that, uh, that yeah. he's trying to reflect here. And so I, I just, I fucking love. It was a great movie. It really is. is. So we recommend highly Oculus. Great, great mirror movie. Um, great fear of mirror movie. Um, but didn't quite make the cut, make the cut uh, for our feature presentation. Although it would have been a close one. And maybe if it had been a bigger name, it might've made it. Cause we, we tend to try to do blockbusters in these feature presentations a lot or bigger movies, but, um, our feature presentation for today is 1988's Poltergeist three. And now our feature presentation. Yeah, I'd love to. Come on. Okay, we got egg, sausage, bacon. What'll it be? Toastums. Oh, no. I cook, you set the table. How's Carol Ann? I don't know. How would you feel if some quack told you you had supernatural powers? How do you feel deep down inside? One word. I don't know. Well... Lonely, maybe. Anger. Rage. You think she's able to create some sort of mass hysteria? It's more like... Mass hypnosis. Oh, it's a great act. Carolea creates the fire in you. You made this happen. You made her talk about him. You made her remember him. He was lost. And you feel the cold. He's devouring the heat. The energy. I'm going to count to three, Carolea. And when I snap my fingers, you will awaken. One, two, three. I'm a tool. Fucking Cody. Cheese bag. Fucking Cody. Fucking Cody. Fucking Cody. Cheese bag. Crystal can't get over Cody. I don't, I don't like rude people. You don't like rude people. No. I try not to be rude myself, and I know I fail sometimes because I'm human, but... You're most of the time not rude. I don't actively seek out being rude to other people, and I feel like but that... what's wrong with him? What's going on inside of him? He is a very hurt young individual. <laughs> he has many hurt. You know, there's not a lot to do out in Omaha. Much pain. Much sorrow. He was from Omaha, wasn't he? I, I don't remember. I think he was from Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. I don't know. Remember, because he said, he said, I've listened to like three horror podcasts in Omaha, and... They're all really shitty. Like, oh, fuck. So he is. We are not comparing against the Greater Omaha Podcast <laughs> Horror slash Psychology Hey, tropes. nothing wrong with Omaha, by the way. Shout out to Omaha. I know. Rock yeah. out, Omaha. Omaha. Rock out with your cock out, Omaha. Everybody just fucking 
Stay just afraid, be nice. Man. Just be Stay nice. Stay afraid of being so fucking rude. That should be a new sticker of ours. <laughs> so, Stay very afraid of being so fucking rude to other people and just be fucking nice. That you made Chris ruminate on it for weeks on end. Not weeks. You brought it up today and I was like, fuck that guy. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Our feature presentation for today is Poltergeist 3, 1988, directed by Gary Sherman. Um, I love this movie. I think Poltergeist 3. It has always been, I hate to say it, but I think it's my favorite. I, I think was, I like it even better than the first one. I've always liked Poltergeist 3 for some reason. I was very disappointed by its inappropriate use of hypnotherapy <laughs> or hip- inappropriate representation of hypnotherapy. I All say. right, let's get into the synopsis. Uh, psychically attuned youngster, Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Carol Ann. Is sent to live in Chicago with her uncle Bruce and aunt Pat. But that doesn't mean that she's escaped the apparitions that have haunted her in the past. When she starts experiencing terrifying visions, her school psychologist, super mega dick, school psychologist, super mega dick, believes that they're he's a super fucking Chad. They're he's a Cody or Cody. Sorry, I, that that I, I even forgot. See, he's so dumb. I forgot. Her school psychologist believes that they're figment that they're figments of her imagination. But this becomes hard to believe when ghostly foes start inhabiting the mirrors in her relatives. High rise apartment. So this whole thing takes place in, uh, basically in John Han- in the John Hancock building, which when I was in school, I lived about eight blocks from there. And my window, my dorm room window looked right at the John Hancock building. Hmm. Um, so I was, I spent a lot of time gazing at that, did at that see- very large phallic building. Did you see any Geist? I don't remember seeing any Geist. No Geist. That is the same building that Chris Farley died in though. Oh yeah. They found his I body up in his, uh, in his, in his, I would up there. welcome a Chris Farley um, poltergeist. Um, well, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Down by he the could, river. He could live. He could live. He could live. He could haunt us. Buddy, fine. you could haunt us any day. Rest in peace. Rest in R. peace. R.I.P. R. 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 Um, so you, we can't even talk about this. We can't even talk about Poltergeist 3 until we talk about all of the weird deaths associated with this franchise. Cause I think this needs, I mean, I'm, this has been talked about. I like this. Conspiracy it's been talked about theory. ad nauseum, but I just, it always blows my mind and like, it's so freaking weird. Um, but we have, we have the, the sister in the first one, right. Mm. Murdered by her. I believe she was, I believe she was strangled to death Murder by her boyfriend. Her Up ex-boyfriend. Aboard the murder train. <laughs> Up aboard the murder train. Sorry, how I met your mother. Um, so that was weird, right? And then we had Reverend Kane in the second one um, was dying during the filming, so which creepy. is why he looked so fucking creepy, which honestly, that's the only thing about Poltergeist 3 that that is 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 a bummer is that Reverend Kane in the in the second movie was so creepy. Is that like, exploitation? Like a walking skeleton. Is that exploitation of the future deceased? No, I think he I think he was kind of into it. Like, hey, I'm dying and I look the part. So okay. let's, you know. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate um, that. Yeah. You know who else did that was um Go out with a bang. Oh gosh, what was the guy's name that was in a uh, he was you, you don't remember you never watched Magnolia, but um the dad who was dying in Magnolia and I cannot remember his name, a famous actor, been, been in tons of movies, um, was dying in that film as well. They were um, living their best lives. They were just doing their thing, man, you know, figured a way to, to work it into this, work it into the script. But he was, so he, he, he died before the second one, before the second one came out. Um, and honestly, yeah, the, the guy in, in the guy who played Reverend Kane in Poltergeist three was, it's, he wasn't, as didn't good. hold the candle. No. Um, 
And then Heather O'Rourke, of course, who played Carol Ann, um, they thought she had Crohn's disease, but it turned out she had sepsis or ended up dying of sepsis because she had something else going on um, internally and was just like bloated and her face was was all swollen. swollen. Um, Chris made a really inappropriate joke about it. I did not. That I, that I have told her that I won't say on air because she was very, she was, she was, she was even, she was ashamed of herself. It was one of those Jezelnik moments (laughs) where I saw an opportunity to be inappropriate. It was, it was pretty terrible and it was bad. And then I immediately regretted it and felt terrible. And I still am like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. Cause like you put out and then you get in, you know, that's how the world works. It's true. It's true. So I have to say it now. No. Yeah. Chris said, Chris said, uh, Carol Ann couldn't go to the party that her, her, that, that, uh, I don't know if it was her, her, not her sister, but her cousin, cousin. Carol Ann couldn't go to the party cause she couldn't find a dress to fit her face was what she said. <laughs> Let that sink in just for a moment. Just so you know, the kind of woman I'm dealing oh, no. with here. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I love jokes like that. No. Oh, rest in peace, Heather O'Work. You're oh. wonderful. You're a wonderful little oh, actress, God. and it's very sad that you died before your now time. Now everyone really knows I'm a terrible person. <laughs> well. Um, but yeah, and then there was there was a bunch of stuff that went on during the filming of this one where like there was like wasn't there guys that got electrocuted People down got in the electrocuted basement? All kinds of shit. So Poltergeist has some weird stuff going on. That's the point. Um, so we find Carol Ann being shipped off to go live with Kaufman and Brode, um, Tom Skerritt, famous commercial he was in, um, the Folgers guy, wasn't he the Folgers guy too? I don't know. Um, That's a weird reference. I don't know. Not a weird reference at all. Everybody, everybody who knows Tom Skerritt will get this except for you. Uh, I guarantee Because you. I didn't know Tom Skerritt. I, how do you not know who Tom Scarrett is? Because oh he's the Folgers guy, apparently. Dude, he was know. also he was also freaking uh, Commander. What was his name? Commander Mike Viper Metcalf in Top Gun. Like, oh, he was Viper. He was one of the commanders. That's he was funny. like one of the main guys. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh! I couldn't tell. How you. do you not know? Hey, that? Hey, that's Viper Tom Scarrett. I am because there are better, really disappointed in you right now. Because there are better things in my brain. Kaufman and Broad. Um, no, so. We got Tom Skerritt, who's a badass dude. Tom Skerritt's awesome. And he's the dad. Um, he's the uncle, I guess. So he's living with uncle and aunt. She's lived, she, she's been shipped off by her parents uh, to come live in Chicago um, to work through some of her issues. She's going to a special school for some gifted and talented run by the biggest cock of all time. Like this Dr. Seton teacher guy <sighs> who is just convinced up. that everything that Carol Ann does is she's so she's able to, to manipulate and make people believe they're seeing things that aren't really there. Mass manipulation. She's able to, to make people mass hallucinate and manipulate them into mass hallucinations to believe that they're seeing things that aren't really there. That's what happened. She convinced a whole neighborhood in California, uh, that they that, were, that her house caved in, that their house disappeared. And then there <laughs> wasn't a <laughs> tribal burial ground. <laughs> so this guy's just a giant. Damn, cock. this girl's fucking good. Um, if he had been thinking, he would have started a YouTube channel. So she's so she's living with 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 uh, with aunt and uncle, and they're 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 I guess he's the building manager or something of the of the John Hancock building like condos or apartments or whatever. Um, so they live in a high rise, way up. The place is full of mirrors, right? Every hallway, every hallway, every elevator, every every room um 
just full of fucking mirrors, like to mirrors the top illusion of space. That's right. That's and especially in a high rise where yep. everything's a little bit cramped and you Make know the illusion of space, losing a space. It's bigger, makes it bigger. Um, so we've got immediately right in the be- in the beginning, we start seeing uh, mirror cracks that go through every floor. You know, the the building manager's like, well, he's like, well, you know, Kaufman and Broad is like, fix this, and and they're like, it's on every floor. Like every floor, the mirrors have cracked down the middle for some reason. Fractured. Um, oh, and the sister, not the sister, the cousin. I guess she's the cousin. Um, the older teenage, I guess she's the cousin, um, is played by Laura Flynn Boyle, um, who's waifish skinniness. Um, that's all I ever remember about her is like how freaking skinny she is. Um, she plays like the older teenage kind of cousin or whatever. Um, but we start seeing these, these, these mirror things happening everywhere, right? She's going to school. She sees, she sees the Reverend Kane, right? She starts seeing him again. He starts coming back to her in, in these visions in the mirrors, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, telling her that they need her to, to help them go to the light, you know, the whole poltergeist, poltergeisty thing. Um, we see this two way mirror, right? Where at the school, at the school where they're observing the students in the class and we've got cockhead doctor psychologist guy dr cockhead dr cockhead paging dr cockhead paging dr cockhead we need you dr cody cockhead we need you in proctology (laughs) um so he's behind the two-way mirror and he's talking to these other doctors or psychologists or whatever and they're looking at carol ann and we see this reflection going on and she's staring into the mirror like she's staring at them um but we see reverend kane in the mirror so she's looking at him and then hand in the mirror, throws a coffee cup, smashes it. Um, the teacher, the Dr. Cockhead actually sees this happen, but convinces himself that it's again, mass hysteria, mass, mass hallucination, or mass hallucination that somehow Carol Ann convinced him that, or made him see this thing. He did not learn that in college. So we're starting to see mirrors breaking all over the place. Um, you know, we see Tom Skerritt looking in the mirror and his wife's talking to him and all of a sudden he leaves the room and his wife looks over her shoulder and him, he's still in the mirror mm-hmm. and then walks away and she's like, what the fuck? Um, another one of those fun mirrors. I, that's my favorite mirror trick. I love that. Yeah. When, when the mirrors, the person's still in the mirror after, after they're gone, after they walk away, which is such like a, again, Have cliche. It's a cliche mirror thing. Right. But, Super cliche mirror thing. Yeah. Um, and we see Reverend Kane, you know, looks out, we see Reverend Kane looking out the doorway as Carol Ann walks down the hall and he appears in every single mirror, mirror doorway, like going down the hall, which was, was, I think that's probably one of the more like iconic images from this movie. Um, and then shit starts hitting the fan. We start seeing demon Carol Ann. There's like another Carol Ann inside the mirrors. That's like a little demon Carol Ann. Um, and she's grabbing her hands like and trying that backwards Carol Ann, trying to know? pull her through. And, and the whole concept of poltergeist, right. Is this, that you can be pulled into another dimension somehow, somehow through the mirrors. They're portals. That mirrors they as portals, some right? Power. Some sort of power. Well, and also too, they play on the fact that that it's natural to be afraid of not knowing what's in the mirror when you're not looking at it. Yeah. What's going on? What's, what's going, going on, on when we walk away? When we walk away from yeah, the mirror. Is there something else happening? Um, it's like you want to make sure there's nothing there, but at the same time, you don't want to know if there's something there. So the mirror demons, they all want, they all want Carol Ann. They want to pull her in. She's, they need her 
for something Tasty for her snack. energy. She's a, she's, she's important to them. They are thirsty. They need her because she has these powers. They need her to, to get them from one side to the other or something, you know, there's, there's something there. Um, and so, you know, Carol Ann gets left home alone as her cousin's supposed to be watching her, um, babysitting her and her cousin decides to go party it up with some friends in the pool in the upstairs pool in the, in the uh, John Hancock building. So, so she's taken off with her friends. They're doing all kinds of fun stuff. Um, and then we see Carol Ann running through the, the parking lot through the, um, uh, underground parking, parking garage. garage. Right. And she stops in a pool of water by a pool of water reflection mirror. She gets sucked in by a fucking pool of water. And she gets, she gets pulled in by like these, these, which is so great. These like demon hands pull her down into the pool I'll of water. I'll never look at a puddle the same. Well, that, and that, that was what freaked out Hudson the most. Our, our yeah, eight year old like, watched nope. it with us because he had already watched the original Poltergeist. Um, and he had never seen this one. So he watched it with us, you know, uh, even though he says he hates, he hates horror he movies, hates but he sits down and watches movies. them every time. Um, and he, he said that was the scariest, the scariest part for him was, and the pigs, the, the pig scene. Oh yeah. When they're stuck in the freezer and the pigs come to life. Yeah. So Donna and Scott, so we've got Donna, who's, who's the Laura, Laura from Flynn Boyle and Scott, who's like her, her guy she's into. Um, they see her in the security cameras upstairs and see that she's running through the parking garage. So they run downstairs and they see her getting pulled into this other world, this portal through the the puddle and then shit gets real. And then they get pulled in cause they're trying to save her and they both get pulled in. And next thing we know, uh, Tom Skerritt and his wife are looking for, for them because they're told the kids are partying upstairs. They run upstairs to go find the kids partying and the pool's frozen and spits out a Scott sickle. <laughs> so like the boyfriend guy gets spit out Tasty um, and, and somehow the teacher shows up. The teacher's there now, all of a sudden. You like, mean the doctor? Dr. Cockhead. Dr. Cockhead. Dr. Cockhead shows up. Paging Dr. Cockhead. And even after he sees all this shit happen, the pool freezing, Scott Sickle being, being, you know, him coming flying out of the pool, Dr. Cockhead still thinks this is hypnosis. Therapists can have their own issues, folks. Yeah. This guy is a giant Dr. Cockhead. <laughs> Dr. So, Cody Cockhead. So Dr. Cody Cockhead. Um, so okay. <laughs> Dr. Cody Cockhead. Um, so, so then we have Carol Ann Demon. She comes through the door, and now we have Tangina here. Tangina. Tan- Tangina. <laughs> who's, Tangina. Who's our who's our our cute little short, fat little uh, little psychic that was in the first movie, right? First first two movies, I guess. Um, and. She has flown out to Chicago because she could sense that Carol Ann was in trouble and she is now, she's now there too. So we got Dr. Dr. Cockhead, we got Tangina, we got Kaufman and Brode and, and his wife. Um, and they're all trying to figure out where the hell everybody's at. Carol Ann's stuck in the, you know, is through the looking glass here and they need to pull her out. Um, big influence on this movie, by the way, was, was, was Lewis Carroll. That was Gary Sherman's, thought process as they, as they went through this was Alice in Wonderland, right? Noise. Carol Ann's, you know, getting sucked into the portal into the other, into the other world. Um, so we see Tangina, she comes in to save the day. Um, but somewhere along the way, Dr. Cockhead gets killed, which is awesome. 
I oh. wish they had made his death much more gruesome. The only death in all of the Poltergeist movies. I believe that's true. It's the only one that's in the only human death in the entire trilogy, I believe, is what they said. Um, except for Tangina, who sacrifices herself in the end. Well. Um, and then the the grandmother in Poltergeist 2 dies of like natural causes. So, but I think he's the only human death in the entire trilogy, which is awesome because he was a Dr. Cockhead that deserved to die. Mm. You wanted him to die much more graphically, and I wish they would have, but um it was pretty graphic. But ultimately, everybody lives happily ever after. Yay. And, and well, except for Tangina when, helps. Except for when they didn't in real life. Tangina sacrifices her, right? <laughs> Tangina sacrifices herself uh, and helps Reverend Kane and his fellow demon minions. Thanks, get, Tangina. Or whatever they are, get to the other side. Um, and everybody lives happily ever after, um, except for Heather O'Rourke, who died before they even uh, released the movie. Aww. So, and I believe they refilmed some of the, so the ending and stuff too, because of, of, of her death. Um, yeah, it was really sad. Very sad. That's a sad story. The Heather O'Rourke story. That's, Very. that's really a bummer. Um, but one thing we noticed while we were watching this was holy crap, stranger things like heavily influenced so much of stranger things is from poltergeist, which I think we knew, but I hadn't thought about poltergeist three at all. And Poltergeist 3, uh, definitely some specific things that that are very similar. Um, what's real? What's fake? Oh, at one point, there's a fake Donna and a fake Scott running around. Mm-hmm. Just like in, in Stranger Things where we have these. The fake Billy. Stranger Things 3 where we have the fake, yeah, the fake Billy and the, and you know, running around. Very similar. Coming from the other world. Mm-hmm. They, they had, had basically replaced them in the real world and come out and causing mayhem. Um, so that was really interesting. There was definitely, there's definitely a lot of stranger things shit in poltergeist for sure. Um, the upside down, um, the way the lights talk, um, in, in the first stranger things season, um, is very similar to the original poltergeist, uh, tons of stuff. So I love this movie. I really like it. It's got some great scares. Um, it's got a lot of fun stuff and it is just mirrors from start to finish, man. It's all about reflections, all about getting sucked in all about other portals to the other world. Um, that's always fun and definitely enjoyed seeing Dr. Cockhead, Dr. Cody Cockhead, uh, get his comeuppance. Cause that guy was just a prick. You just wanted him to die from the very beginning. Yeah, I really did. He not. was like the gaslighter of all gaslighters. I did not like his misrepresentation of hypnotherapy. So what was, what was it that he got wrong? Everything. He just, his, ev- like everything that he was, you probably don't want in a therapist. <laughs> that's pretty, pretty accurate. We were just having this conversation about how, uh, how many therapists really are shitty and well, fuck their clients up a lot? We're people too. And so, I mean, we're, we're, well, there was also a bunch of people that shouldn't be in the field that probably are in the field. Right. And I think, I think licensing boards are doing a lot of different things to help, um, prevent people who are not emotionally or mentally suitable to help people help guide people through some of these really tough times. Um, but uh, I mean, we're people too. We're just fucked up. And we just went to school about it. <laughs> hey, let me see how I can fix these things. And then I'll help other people. Yeah, I'm really good at like helping other people do it, but like not so much myself. Well, that's the way that Doctor you know, Heal Thyself. That's right. Thing, you know, right? But first do no harm. Um, so yeah, Poltergeist Three Man. Really enjoy it. I like this movie a lot. That's awesome. Um did you enjoy it? Yeah. Had it was you ever fun. seen it before? No, I had never seen You'd it. You'd never before. seen it? You'd seen the first one. Yes. 
but not the second one. No, I haven't seen the second one. So we'll have to watch the second one too. That one I think takes place in Arizona or New Mexico or something. Um, uh, so yeah, lots of mirrors in that one. There's, there was a ton of movies we could have picked for our feature presentation, but it's I just a super cliche idea. Cause it's so cliche. Dr. Cody. Cockhead. Um, well this week your homework I think is to go into a dark bathroom yep. and uh, lock yourself in there and stare at your reflection for 10 minutes. Let us know about the sensory deprivation let's experience. See what, let's see what kind of, kind of wild shit you see. Um, and, uh, yeah, enjoy your, episode? enjoy your little trip. Um, play some bloody Mary with your kids. Maybe Ooh, do some don't that. Do that. Yeah. That do some bloody Mary with your nervous. kids No. or your significant other, <laughs> you know, when they're asleep. Summon a demon. Summon a demon. It's a great date night activity. Um, We may be doing phobophobia. Phobophobia. Is it phobophobia? I believe so, yes. The fear of fear. Fear of fear. Fear of fear. (laughs) Fear of fear. Yep, you heard that right. Fear of fear. That's going to be fun. Because we are going to see scary stories to tell in the dark. And we thought, what a great time to do just the fear of fear. Because scary stories to tell in the dark just as it hits on all of our fears, all of my, you know, eight to 12 year old fears absolutely, um, from reading those books. So that might be our next episode. And, and since we are already planning it, we're going to see the movie tonight. We're really hoping we'll get a new episode out a lot quicker. Um, as the summer, as the, the summer as, that wasn't as the summer that wasn't uh, commences can, can t- or comes to an end soon. Oh, let's hope. <laughs> The summer that wasn't. Winter is coming. Don't worry. Winter is coming. Oh, fall is coming. Fuck yeah. I Fuck love yeah, fall. fall. Gosh, I love it. Halloween's coming. Yay! Yay! Halloween. Your favorite holiday. Yay! Uh, so until next time, Feardos, we will be back soon. But until next time... Stay afraid. Stay very afraid. Stay afraid.